cousins what's up and welcome to another episode of i just be talking where i talk about it all because i have a lot to say today is friday april 30th so happy friday and since it is friday i thought we would keep it light today and talk about goals Every single person listening to this podcast has goals, small, short-term goals, big, long-term goals, and some goals you may not even want to admit you have out of fear. 2021 is all about shamelessly, expeditiously going after my goals, so I thought this would be a great topic. Let's talk. When it comes to goal setting personally, I've learned to ask myself four specific questions before going full force and investing my time, resources, money, and even prayers into achieving it. The four questions I ask myself are this. Number one, what inspired me to do this? And I'll go into detail on each one of these questions in just a second. The second question is, what is my motivation to finish? The third question is, am I willing to act on my goal immediately? This is a priority check. And the last question is, am I willing to invest what needs to be done to be successful at it long term? So those are the four questions that I always ask myself now when I'm setting goals. And in the spirit of storytelling, I actually want to share with you guys three different stories that show three different ways I entered into setting and achieving goals and what I learned from each. I don't know. Maybe you'll be able to spot some of the characteristics in yourself and it helps. If not, and you don't get nothing else from this podcast, you'll get to know me better and how my brain works. Story number one is going to be something light. And one of the first times I learned my personality traits and my motivators. The second is going to be something impactful, and we're going to discuss how some goals you can set can change the whole trajectory of your life. So you want to make 100% certain you are setting them for the right reasons. And the last, I'll talk about a goal that's relevant to right now. So for the first story, let me take you back to a time of swoop bangs, gaucho pants, and to the window, to the wall. (laughs) I'm taking you guys all the way back to my middle school years and when I first got my braces. So like I said, I wanted to keep story number one light. So we're just talking about my goal to get braces. And yes, you heard that right back in the day when I was in middle school, I really wanted braces and it was a goal of mine. My only real goal when it came to braces was to get them. (laughs) Like I didn't want the straight teeth. The end goal of having straight teeth really wasn't the appeal for me. I didn't really hate my teeth. I didn't have like super horrible teeth. I had like two adult teeth that didn't have room to really grow down. But when I tell you it wasn't stopping no little play I was getting. So really all I wanted was the braces because I thought they were cute. You could put little colors in them and everything. And that's what I wanted. What was my inspiration? 
of the little girls, okay? Again, middle school goals and aspirations are very shallow, but you begin to understand, you know, what motivates you. I saw other little girls that were cute and I wanted that aesthetic. I didn't have a real motivation to get my braces off or to do the things that needed to be done to get them off. So I stayed in my braces for an extremely long time. Now, I'm not going to tell y'all how long I stayed in my braces, but just know I got them in middle school and them holes stayed in until I was an adult. Okay, the final follow through with getting my braces off, again, wasn't my teeth, wasn't having straight teeth. My teeth were bone straight underneath my braces and had been for years when I finally got them off. My motivation was myself and my best friend had similarly been in our braces for around the same amount of time and she got hers off and her teeth ended up being really pretty, really gorgeous. And I was like, okay, we're getting our braces off. I want my teeth to be cute now to a middle school type of goal, a very shallow goal um, that I wanted to present to you guys first. And it is normal for a middle schooler to have very shallow goals. But you can use this example and kind of check yourself, especially in today's world in today's era where everything is a highlight reel and we're watching a whole lot of you know I don't want to say putting on but putting on photogram in a lot of situations and you can set a goal purely for the aesthetics and you can feel like you really want to get something and it's purely because you see that other people have it and you think that it's something that you should have certain designers certain brands Ask yourself again, what's the end goal? Once you get it, what you going to do with it? And what do you want to come from it? If your goal is set purely on the fact that it is an aesthetic, that is fine. It is okay to have small aesthetic goals. But a lot of times this is why people end up saying that material things or certain things don't fulfill them because they initially set the goal with attaining the thing with no real thought to what was going to happen after you got it. So moving on to a goal that is impactful, right? Remember I said that some of the goals that we set can absolutely change the entire trajectory of your life. And that's why you want to make sure that you are 100% certain in why you are setting those goals. And the best example that I can give you guys for this from my own life is my degree or better yet, my journey to get my degree. So in this situation, when we're talking about the goal and how I set this goal, my goal actually was not the degree. My goal was to go to college. Again, I was setting a goal without any real thought for the outcome because Not untypical of a lot of high school seniors. I think that it's not really talked about or, you know, given support to enough to the fact that a lot of high school seniors have absolutely no idea what they want to do with their life, what they want to be for their career. And college is meant to help you find those things. So many times, a lot of high schoolers do know exactly what they want to be or think they know exactly what they want to be based on what other people have told them make a lot of money or what their parents have pushed to them for a number of years. But college absolutely can be the place and is designed to be the place for you to find yourself, find your passion and find what you want to be. But 
Going into college, there is a lot of pressure, number one, to go to college, especially in my situation. It really wasn't a a discussion. It was, you're going to college. I went to a high school, college prep school. And so that was also another big role that played in the inspiration for why I set my goal. Number one was it was just kind of what you did. But number two, since my options were either you going to college here or you going away to college, I definitely had situations in my household that I was running away from very much. So me and my mother do have uh, that's a podcast for another day. (laughs) And so I'll just say that I definitely was running to college I was running away from family issues and so you never want to set a goal this is what I'll say you never want to set a goal based upon what you don't want in life or what you running away from in life you want to always make sure you're setting a goal based on the future that you're trying to build. You want to set your goals based on what will make you happy, what you're passionate about. Again, what the end goal is going to be. Because had I had some kind of end goal, I wouldn't have spent the first three and a half, two, four years changing majors three times before figuring out what I wanted to do. I was definitely in college more so to be in college than to formulate a career. And I don't feel like I am the only person who can relate to that sentiment. My final follow through was a combination of self-preservation and also validation. And so by self-preservation, it got to a point where now you're getting to the age where you're expected to take care of yourself. People are graduating and moving on to careers. And you're also becoming a young adult and you want to, you know, carve your own place out in the world. And for me, upon graduating college, I definitely wanted to be out on my own. It wasn't a situation where I would have been able to graduate college and move back in with my parents. So it came down to a point where I needed to buckle down and figure out a way to take care of myself. The second part of that, I would say, in hindsight and being able to really look critically at some of the decisions that I've made was definitely for validation. You know, I had spent so many years fighting for that degree that a part of me wanted to do it just to prove that I could. Because after so many setbacks and so many people telling you, you know, you should just come on home or, you know, there are other things out there or you show up at school a long time. You want to get your degree, if nothing else, just to prove to people, to prove people wrong. And don't get me wrong. Proving people wrong is a super powerful motivator in achieving a goal, but it cannot sustain you because you cannot fulfill yourself based on the validation of others. In fact, I just saw a quote in a caption from Miss Naturally Mary over on Instagram, and it said that you can never put your validation in the hands of others because whenever you need it, you have to go back and get it from them. So if you are constantly doing something to prove other people wrong, 
you're going to run out of motivation and you're going to always have to be looking for that validation in other people. And we'll talk about that more in just a second. My validation was coming from, you know, wanting to prove it to myself, but also wanting to prove it, you know, to family members and, you know, friends and frenemies who had slick things to say. And like I was saying, just a side note to add to that, how dangerous that can be because you can build a whole career. Now, again, I got my bachelor's in science in kinesiology, but you know, it's people out here in whole professions, whole careers, whole life-saving, life-changing careers based on decisions that they made to follow through with something that they were never committed to in the first place, whether or not they committed to a career out of familial obligations, out of pressure, out of financial obligations, just needing to make sure that they attached themselves to a career that had a good pension or made good money. And then here you have put yourself on a trajectory for a life that is entirely out of obligation. Money can only go so far. Now, I do tend to answer people who say that, well, give me some money and let me figure it out myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If money don't buy happiness, let me figure it out. Now, I come back to you with my opinion, but I do definitely see how that happens. But goal number three um, was definitely working for myself and then getting to the point where I'm not constantly working. And my inspiration was my current surroundings, right? So I graduated college and I did. I immediately started working in my degree field, like immediately. I got hired on at the wellness facility that I did my internship with and I was making great money. And it was a situation where when I was at work, I was at work. And when I was off, I was off. But one thing that very quickly became prevalent to me was the fact that I was not as passionate about what I was doing and I could tell that just in comparing myself to other co-workers like you ever have a co-worker that just like really really love their job and love being at work and you just looking at them like Stanley from the office like oh why am I here you know like no matter what like I you know Looking back on the situation, I do feel like I probably graduated into my best case scenario as far as salary position, benefits, a place that I wanted to be in, in general, like really liking the majority of the people that I worked with, but I just was not passionate about it. And so that did um, play into my follow through into my YouTube channel, into entrepreneurship, because by the time I graduated into my degree field, I have had my YouTube channel for probably about four or five years at the time. And I had begun making money with it maybe the year prior to graduation. I had just started making consistent money on my YouTube channel, but nowhere near enough to go full time or to pay my bills or anything like that. But not really being fulfilled in this huge goal that I had said to have this degree and work in this degree field pushed me to follow through like, hey, 
this is what entrepreneur this is the lure to entrepreneurship this is what people i feel like are striving for when they say they want to work for themselves they want to be passionate about what they're doing and that's what i got from my youtube channel which ultimately it wasn't necessarily the content because um, i thought it was solely at the time a passion for natural hair content and natural hair which in general it just ended up being a passion for digital creating and a passion for public speaking and connecting with people and sharing things that inspire me and that's what caused me to follow through and ultimately be able to work for myself within two years of graduating college solely based on my digital content creating. Something that's super important, though, um, that I just want to say specifically for people who have goals and specific goals geared around social media, be it entrepreneurship, be it an influencer or a digital creator or a brand coach or something doing with social media where that validation is kind of stitched into what you're doing the YouTube subscribers, the Instagram followers, the like counts, the engagements and things like that. You want to make sure that you're constantly checking that validation factor, similar to what I was talking about with my motivation for getting my degree, having that, you know, proving something to others validation. Um, it's built into the social media world sphere construct of how social media works you you it's ingrained now to search for that validation you're looking to see how many people engage with your content how many people liked your post how many subscribers you're getting you're looking to see those numbers partially because again this is a career for a lot of people and those things play a factor in to you know what you can set as your rates and what you can charge and how much money you can make but ultimately especially as we're seeing the direction that Instagram is going in with the algorithms and essentially running themselves into the ground, but that'll be a whole another conversation for a whole another day is to make sure that you aren't letting that validation stop you from continuing to go after the goal and checking that priority level to make sure that the reason that you want to be a content creator or a digital media person or something that needs to be validated so to speak by likes and engagement and things like that that you don't let the lack of quote-unquote validation stop you from going after the goal and so this is very specific to content creators because if it's any other career whether or not somebody is liking what you're doing is playing little to no role into you achieving that goal when you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or Anything else in this world other than digital content, you don't care if nobody liking what you're doing. You're trying to get to that end goal and get to that paper. And I urge you to keep this same mindset when it, if you are somebody who is in the digital atmosphere, you know, whether or not it's because of the algorithm or whether or not just because, you know, you're not quite as visible yet. Do not let that stop you. Put the content out anyway. Make sure that you are investing and again, being willing to invest the long term to make sure that you are successful because other than the very small percentage of people who go super viral, um, 
based off their first piece of content that they put out, that is very unlikely that that'll happen to the majority of people who put out digital content. Unless you are that small subset of person, you're going to have to put in a, a lot of work over a long period of time to see success in what you're doing. It is a marathon not a sprint. It is a consistency game and it is a longevity game. And if you continue to do the work, if you continue just to put your head down and put your work into the quality of your content, you will see results. You do not necessarily need the numbers to be fiscally successful in the digital creating space. And I will do a podcast specifically on that on another day. So you just want to make sure that you are not seeking this kind of career based on validation. Check yourself and make sure that you are completely validated before you go into this, because this is a mean world out here. And if you are entering this world for validation, you will quit just as quickly as you click submit on start or register user. Okay. And so my final thoughts on this podcast actually come from Dr. Heavenly of none other than Married to Medicine on Bravo because I have been binging Married to Medicine just to see what the hype is. Believe it or not, before last week, I had not watched any episodes of Married to Medicine. Actually, I did a couple of months ago. I watched a few episodes and then I got hooked on Love and Marriage Huntsville and then never went back. So I came back and started on season two because I couldn't find season one. And (laughs) I have been binging it and I do think Auntie Heavenly is crazy. Okay. Just like my good Auntie Jackie Christie over on Love and Basketball. I feel like Heavenly and Jackie Christie are the same brand of crazy, but they, they make for good television. And every now and then they say some kind of wise stuff, especially since they be like the OG married couples in the group. And then this episode that I was watching, Dr. Heavenly said something that fit right in line with today's topic. She said, fail quickly, learn from it and move on. I'm going to say that again. Fail quickly, learn from it and move on. And what I take that to mean is never be afraid to fail. But when you fail, don't spend too much time doing it. Just as quickly as you can fail, you need to be getting up, taking notes on what you learned from it and moving on to the next. If we spend too much time dwelling on our failures, we will waste time that we could be using going after our goals. So that's it for the podcast, cousins. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, hit me up on social medias. Let me know what you got to say. Share this podcast with your friend or better yet, your cousins. Until the next episode, peace.